Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Challenge podcast. This is episode 7 and this is a Game Week 4 review show. We're joined by my regular co-host Leighton, who's uh, got a confused yeah. look on his face just to make sure that he's screwing around with me and making sure I get the intro right. But yes, how are you Leighton? I'm great. When you, I thought you said Game Week 4 preview, so I was like, wait a second. And then I realized you said review. It's that very beautiful accent of yours confused me. Yeah, thankfully, I had the PowerPoint open, so I saw it said Game Week 4 review. I really couldn't get it wrong this time, but you never know. You right? are a prepared individual, my friend. You live and you learn, right? Getting there. That's what they say. In this week's episode, we are going to be talking about the usual topics, having a look at the review of our game weeks, the good, the bad, and the ugly, some general team and player stats, the important issue of forwards this week, with some potentially big names going out of our teams, and then some quick-fire predictions, transfer plans, and captaincy. Nathan, tell us about your game week. You had a very big game week, yeah. right? Yeah, I had quite a good game week. I wild-carded, and I captained Ronaldo, and he came with the goods. So it was a good captaincy pick, which is really what happened. Uh, my midfield, apart from Salah, was pretty meh. But otherwise, yeah, 80 points for this game week. Not bad at all. Yeah, I mean, you ended up, on your wild card, you ended up bringing in Okay, you had Sanchez, you had Trent Shaw, that all stayed the same, but you brought in, which was a masterstroke in the end, Mar Marcel, Marcel from Wolves, instead of Cody and Semedo. And then in, yeah. in mid midfield, you had Jota and Salah, the double up there with Traore, Saka, another differential, Alan from Everton, mm -hmm. who came on for DCL, Antonio, mm -hmm. and then you captained Ronaldo. Um, why did you end up going for Marcel in the end instead of like Cody or Tomato or Ben White? I had, a, I had a feeling that he's a very attacking player, that he might get finally get some returns. And also he was cheaper than the other defenders and walls. And that is how I made my decision. I mean, simple decisions like that often, wouldn't say often, but they usually end up being the best ones in the end. You try not to overthink things. I think as well, I really wanted to have a Wolves defender just because they had such good fixtures. And so uh, when I was looking at my budget, I wanted enough money in the bank just in case I had to make another move if I wanted to increase Saka because originally my plan was I'd probably go from Saka to maybe Rafina from Leeds. Uh, but because of... Antonio's red card that may have changed my but I wanted some money in the bank just in case and so I decided I'd go for the cheaper walls defender so that's honestly how I came to that conclusion and then in midfield the decision to go with Saka and Jota instead mm. of let's say I don't know a lot of people still have Ben Rama and maybe others like me brought in Torres this week maybe a reason why you went with them instead yeah Torres was I was just worried about that pep roulette and especially they were playing Leicester so I thought I don't think it's going to be a big scoring game and I think I didn't think there was going to be another red card in the game and also Torres had just played three games on the trot for Spain so I was a bit worried about that 
And then Saka, he just Norwich, I thought that it could potentially be a good game for Saka to finally get some returns. His price was quite good. I just thought, you know what, it's, it's worth having one Arsenal player in there because even if they win 1-0, 2-0, he might get a return. Unfortunately, he didn't. But that was that was definitely my thinking behind it. It was really fixtures. It was it was a lot of the fixtures that I thought these guys have good fixtures over the coming weeks. I think it's fair to, in that situation where you have, let's say, Jota, who you can easily say is you chose him because you knew he'd play up front and he's playing for a very attacking team. Yeah. Very good chance of returns, as opposed to let's say yeah. Saka, who has purely good fixtures. So you're you're risking it on one end, and you're kind of going for the the banking, the how can I say the almost guaranteed player to get your returns, even though he didn't this week, but he's more likely to. Yeah, exactly. I think sometimes with my teams, I like to have a couple of players in there who are maybe a little bit differential, just because what well, Saka's. How many people own Saka? It must be like 4%. It must be quite low. And so so when I look at those fixes, I think it's it's worth a shout. And then with, obviously, Yota, he had... He was going to be played because of Liverpool's formation and other things that happened to strikers in Liverpool. And unfortunately, he didn't come away with anything either. Uh, but he had lots of chances in the game. And it's a shame because he could have had a couple of assists, maybe even a goal. So I don't think there's any decision this game week that I was too disappointed with. Obviously, when I looked at Everton, Gray goes and scores himself a wonderful goal. So I thought, oh, because I was really toying between him and a Wolves midfielder. So that's unfortunate, but otherwise quite good. 80 points, it's not bad, eh? I think you made the right decision with regard to Gray because given the information at the time, we knew that DCL was yellow flagged. And then, okay, yes, Rafa on Friday said that he was training. But I think in all our minds, we assumed he was going to start, but it wasn't guaranteed. So if you kept DCL, which you did, and then you went for Gray in midfield, that would have been too too much of a risk, I think. And in the end, you yeah. went for the safer option, I think, and probably the better option long term. And then he goes and he's apparently out for potentially a good few weeks now, possibly until the next international break. Very, very annoying. Oh, yeah, annoying. Straight after a wild card. Cap- Captaincy, though, were you tempted to go with uh, Salah instead of Ronaldo? Yeah, very tempted. It was, I think, the last 10 minutes of the deadline. I was thinking, oh, who should I go with here? Because I expected Salah to get a return against Leeds. It's Leeds. Leeds are quite open at the back, and Liverpool seem to get big victories. But then I just thought, I knew Ronaldo was going to start. I was convinced about it. It was at Old Trafford. It was going to be a full house. Everyone was going. Ferguson was going, even taking Ryan Giggs, who shouldn't even be allowed to go to a football game at the moment. And I just thought, this guy, he's going to score. It's Ronaldo, it's Newcastle. There's nothing else that's going to happen. And you know what? I must say, even though I'm not a United supporter and thoroughly, maybe not the biggest fan of Ronaldo either, it was quite enjoyable to watch the game on the weekend because there was so much energy and excitement around it beforehand, even during as well. It was must have been great as a neutral. I'd, especially if you're a Manchester United fan as well. After the year of no fans of because of Corona, 
that atmosphere, just watching through a television screen was pretty amazing. And yeah, I just, I decided to go with Ronaldo. I thought he was going to be a good choice, but I would be lying if I didn't spend the next day thinking, oh my God, Salah's going to go get three goals. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, on that note, I captain Salah in my team. So this week, I tossed and turned over what to do as much as everyone else did this entire international break. And at the end of the final hour, I decided to just do what I was going to do before Ronaldo was joining. And that was to get rid of Ings and Bruno and to get Torres and Lukaku up front. And I won't lie, I didn't even consider captaining Lukaku. I was always going to captain Salah, and I don't regret captaining Salah either, because, again, we mentioned how attacking Liverpool were in that game. Everyone had so many chances. Salah assisted Jota for what could have been a tap-in. Mane could have easily started in. Mane could have squared the ball to Salah at one stage and just didn't. So on another day, it could have been a massive haul. And I think after the injury to the youngster, I think a lot of the game, the Gusto was knocked oh. out a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, though, 66 points, minus four. Uh, I did two, tra- two transfers. I see it says they're two free transfers, but it's wrong. one free transfer and then a minus four. Um, Sanchez in goal. Shaw got the assist. I was considering taking Shaw out to finance the move to Lukaku and keeping Bruno but that would have entailed me getting Ben White instead of Shaw. So it would have been a clean sheet, but it's risky business, eh? And yeah, what do you think about that? Getting Ben White. It's interesting because we both discussed last week how we were considering Shaw, maybe it was time he moved on. But then Shaw's such... He's so good at just whipping balls into the box. He's a, he's a he's got an attacking mind for a defender. And then when Ronaldo, there's a player like Ronaldo in the team, I remember saying, maybe he's going to just smack the ball up and Ronaldo's going to get a goal. And that's that's what happened. It's just a shame that Manchester United can't keep a clean sheet. It's so annoying. Like that that's my biggest gripe so, uh, with him. I think even last season, whenever I owned mm-hmm. Shaw, when they had a very good defensive run he would always or not he but the team would always lose the clean sheet and just at the end of the day that's probably why i'm going to be why i'm going to end up selling him in the next two weeks probably because players like trent who i mean sure could be trent if he just kept a clean sheet every now and then in terms of his output but yeah that's why trent is 7.5 right that, yeah, exactly. That is why Trent Trent is going to get clean sheets and attack and returns. Sure. It's interesting because Manchester United's defence isn't bad at all. They've got some good players. But when you look at Shaw's fixtures coming up, originally I would have been worried about West Ham with Antonio. But seeing as Antonio's banned for that game, I would keep Shaw because maybe it's finally time they get a clean sheet against West Ham. They then have Aston Villa who just are not firing. But after that, Everton and Liverpool coming up, maybe then I'd think, okay, Let's move on to a Chelsea defender because Chelsea's the, Chelsea's fixtures are going to be so good. Yeah, definitely. And the rest of my team, I had Sofal, who got me a clean sheet. Trent obviously got his massive, massive haul. And then in midfield, largely disappointing. 
in hindsight, but yeah. Rafinha, who also could have scored, he had a chance. Torres, who I'm glad he started, but I could have afforded, I have so much, uh, that's what I should mention, is that even with those two transfers, I now have 4.1 in the bank. So I could have, uh, my last decision was Torres or Greenwood for this game week. And I went with Torres because I preferred his first, his next two games. Greenwood, I'm still iffy about, but Greenwood got himself a lucky assist. But yeah, kind of annoying there. Salah got his captaincy return. Ben Rama blanked again, and now I'm worried about Man United. Up front, Lukaku, thank goodness he matched Ronaldo at the end of the day. Um, I was sweating on that massively before that game, uh, having watched Ronaldo destroy everything. And I, I was praying Lukaku was going to be rested. <laughs> I would not have been able to handle it if that did happen. Because Ronaldo goes and scores two goals, so I thought, oh, let's check challenge team. I see you didn't put Ronaldo when you put Lukaku, like you said. And I thought, oh, it would be heavenly if Lukaku comes on for five minutes, gets himself a yellow card. Uh, <laughs> you know, he doesn't score at Stamford Bridge. This is the first time he scored at Stamford Bridge, isn't it? Yeah, and it so, is. yeah, I was worried about that. But when it comes to your midfield, uh, we discussed previously about Rafina. He's, he's a really good pick with the f- upcoming fixtures. But I'm not surprised he only had a two-point in this game week. Yeah. Yeah, he was definitely the one who I wasn't Beautiful. expecting much from. Torres and Benrahma, yeah. I did expect more from. Benrahma played against Southampton in form. So, really would have expected more there. Torres as well. Um, Rafinha, I'm happy to keep him for the next five, however many game weeks. Benrahma, on the other hand, we're going to get into some our plans later on. But, yeah. Antonio got the red for me, and then my third striker, who's Dennis from Watford, also he's in for Watford's good fixture run. But again, with the 4.1 in the bank that I have, I have a lot of thinking to do whether I should keep or sell Antonio, keep or sell Dennis, keep or sell Ben Rama, or keep or sell Simicas this week. So... Yeah. I was just about to mention, I'm looking at your team and Simikas is, he's taken up that third Liverpool spot. And I was going to ask, is, is that not worrying you at all, Simikas and your team? It Okay, before, before this weekend, once I made the two transfers that I did, I thought to myself, okay, next week, the idea is to make Simikas become Williams from Norwich or Wolves defender because I knew I had the money in the bank. So or Livramento. Or Livramento. But that's if I had no money. The fact that I have money means okay, I can get a Wolves defender in like and then mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna downgrade Shaw in two weeks anyway. So if I need more money, I can do that then. But then yeah. Antonio gets sent off. Uh West Ham look like poo. And Watford also kind of look like poo. So with the Champions League starting this week, I'm a bit worried. It's not worried. Uh, just got a lot of thinking to do. No, no wild card plans. Not coming forward. Not yet. No. Um, no. I'm willing to. I might even. We'll see what I end up 
what my team looks like in the next couple of weeks. But I'm quite happy to maybe not even wildcard in gaming seven, but we'll see. I did, I'm I happy mention, with your team, man. Yeah, I mean, overall, I'm pretty happy. I forgot to mention that um, in terms of our ranks, we both got green arrows this week. A big, I think you halved your rank by a million. Good for you. And I managed to somehow get a green arrow too. I thought for sure that I was going to go down because I took a hit and I got less. I mean, I didn't get Ronaldo. I captained the wrong person this week. And okay, I, I went up, but I went up by about 9,000 9, places. So the slightest of green arrows. It's about consistency, man. Yeah, that's what I'm all about. Right. In, in a lot of my mini leagues, actually, a lot of people had a really bad week. So I was quite surprised. I was really shocked. Because we were talking about this before, before we started this stream. But how would you have felt if you captained Antonio this week? I feel, I feel really bad for those who did because there was no reason why you shouldn't have captained him. He was a very good mm. option. The most informed player in the game, ah. or in the league. And he gets a blank easy and a red card. Easy fixture. Yeah, exactly. So I was if Ronaldo hadn't have come into the game, I think a lot of people would have captained Antonio. And that would have been funny to see. But a, a lot of people I think had a difficult game week if they didn't bring in Ronaldo or Lukaku. Because the rest of the players who were in form the last three weeks didn't really do much. Yeah, a lot of the players who we would consider, let's say, we would we would call them form players. Like, let's say, Ings, mm. Antonio, DCL, Bamford. They're kind of those mid-range price players who you wouldn't call them auto-pick players in your team, but they're not the players who you expect to score every week, like the Lukaku, Ronaldo's, Salas, so, or Trent for that same reason. And that's probably the reason why those players are price that highly is that you know you're going to get a return from them come rain or come shine as opposed to an ings or antonio this week who despite form can give you a horrible result exactly and you mentioned you had picked the wrong captain but he still scored a goal he still got you 16 points so yeah it's not that bad it uh, yeah i probably shouldn't say the wrong captain Maybe not the most ideal I, captain. I picked Bruno as my captain. That was the wrong captain choice that time because he did nothing. Mm. Right? That was not. That was not fun. True. Anyway, let's quickly review the good, bad, and ugly of this week. To me, the best thing this week was once again Liverpool. And yeah, what's more to say? They really they were their vintage best, and. Trent and Salah showing exactly why they were essential. And Mane, who was playing the most greedy game, the entire game. But uh, everyone got results, except for Jota in the end. So you don't regret getting him, do you? No. Because he's got such good fixtures coming up. Uh, he's, he's, he's a good player. I was going to ask you, do you think that Mane, because it looked like he was playing a bit of a selfish game. Is it because he's also so close to that 100 goal party? Do you think he thought, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching this party today too? I didn't think about that. I actually don't know what Mane's stats are, but maybe? he's on. I think he's on 98 goals now. I would say he's he was more uh, 
he just really wanted to score because he hasn't in a while. I see a cat. <laughs> Join in the party. Yeah. Wants to talk about FPL too. FPL cat. It's our side channel. Please subscribe. <laughs> the next good team, not biased at all. Chelsea, once again, very good. Uh, wouldn't say we were fantastic, but Lukaku was his usual good best as well. He only had two chances, and he scored twice. So, yeah. Feed the Luke and he will score, as the old pun used to be about Yakubu, if you know, remember that. Do you? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Yakubu used to play for Middlesbrough and Blackburn. The joke was, feed the Yak and he will score. Ah, so, uh, yeah. I do yeah. know. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. United, obviously, they were very good as well. And yes, what can we say about Ronaldo? Even though I wasn't convinced he would start, I was convinced he would score. And it was just about how much. And he truly is inevitable, right? Like he, You knew he was going to score the second he walked onto that pitch. I like in his interview, he said, I expect to score one, happy to score two. So he's such a confident player. He, you know, watching him play now, he 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 doesn't run about. He's waiting in the box. He's waiting for a run. He's just a he's such a goal threat. Yeah, and I mean, he made everyone else in the team. They seemed more up for it as well, probably because they know they had such a great person up front. Yeah, if you have Ronaldo in your team, that lift this that week in training must have been huge and. Just to have him on the pitch and think, wow. Because I think many of those Manchester United players probably think, you know what, we could probably get second in the league again, third. We're not quite there. But now they've got players like Bruno and Ronaldo. They have no excuses, right? They, they can actually challenge if they can sort out their defence. I think they're guaranteed to be challenging on whatever front, at least. Depends on, I guess, their moods and attitudes. I guess we'll have to see. But do you think, are you, even despite their fixtures, are you considering players like Greenwood because he's continuously scoring or supplying goals and points? Uh, Greenwood's definitely in the consideration. And if I wanted to go to him, I'd probably go away from Yota and go to Greenwood. But at the moment, I'm going to stick with Yota. So, but who knows? It can, it can change so fast in fantasy football. Something could happen to one of my other players and Greenwood's definitely one of the definitely one of the players I'd want in my team. I agree. And the final team that I thought were very good this week was Crystal Palace. They played very, very well. Despite okay, yes, Spurs got a red card. But I thought they were very, very good. Gallagher played consistently well again. He's played their, he was the best player over the first four game weeks for them and he's assisting, he scored twice and he's assisted twice as far as I know, two. And their new striker came on and within a few minutes scored two goals. What a man. Very cheap as well. Yeah. Well, win, win yeah, Crystal Palace, I'm surprised Crystal Palace did so well. I do think Spurs, red card, had a big say in it. Son Heung-min, not in the game. Yeah. And Kane, I think Kane wants his value to fall so much that he can go anywhere. He's just like, what's the point? And, you know, actually, I think the team you are missing this week is another team from Liverpool, but it's blue. It's Everton. Yes. Yeah. I, I was going to 
give him a, a honorable mention. Honorable mention? Because they were very good too. But and I would say arguably maybe better than I expected because they they managed to beat Burnley without their star striker. Convincingly. Right. So And what a goal by Townsend. Yeah, it really was. That was an, an amazing goal. Really good. He has that in his excellent ball, signing. Yeah. Uh, Gray as well. Gray has been extremely consistent, which is weird. But again, he's one of those players. He, he falls to me. He falls into that same category as Ben Rama, who isn't known to be consistently good. But when they're in form, they'll be for, in form for a good few games. But you have to make sure you get them at the right time. Right. Yeah. But do you think as well this might be Benitez getting the best out of his team because? I think this team is quite the step up from the Newcastle team he coached. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is and much better. He's a good he's a good player manager. He is. Yeah, I yeah. I think just more personally, not personally, uh, individually, Gray. Yeah. Like players like Gray and Townsend aren't. They've never been the most reliable, right? So as much as I trust Rafa to get the best out of players, I'm not sure whether he's going to still get the best out of those two players consistently. But four games in, Everton on 10 points, I think. Up there yeah. with Chelsea, Manchester United. So really good start to the season for them. So I, I think they should be in the good because they play a good distant part. That is just the worst. I should block you for that. <laughs> you should. But I, you know, I've been teaching Korean students all day and been telling them the worst jokes. And I live for that reaction. The, <sighs> that, that embarrassing feeling. But it was a good one. I'll give you that. Opposite of good, though, it was is... A good one. Don't, don't even go. Don't even try that. Opposite of good is bad. And the first team that were bad for me... And I think for a lot of people, because we own them, especially those not on a wild card, was West Ham. Um, or West Ham. West Ham. <laughs> they had a very bad day. Antonio got his red card, which you mentioned, which is just insult to injury. And now they have Europa starting this week. So is it even worth keeping them anymore? I, it would be worth keeping Antonio if he was allowed to play. But at the moment... I would jump ship, to be honest, for my opinion. Yeah. Uh, ben Rama, he's going to play you up. Here's my question, though. Like, okay, it makes perfect sense for you because one of the reasons why you wildcarded, mm. well, not maybe the main reason, but a reason why you wildcarded was to get Antonio. So mm. you, you bought him at whatever his price is, 7.9 or whatever it is now. So you sold, sold him. Spoiler alert. That was your transfer this week. Right. Yeah, I, I sold him so fast. I saw his price was going to drop, and I just thought, there's no point. I've brought him in. I'm not going to keep him. He's not He's not playing next week. And so, yeah, I, ju I jumped ship. If you brought him in on a wild card, and if you've had him since the beginning, his price has is, is increased so much, it's fine. But, yeah, from my perspective, goodbye, Antonio. It was nice to finally own you. What do you think about players like Sofal and Ben Rama? Do you think they're worth keeping? Or mainly Ben Rama. Uh, no. Ben Rama has more options in his price point, like Gray, Rafinha, Greenwood, etc. I'd be worried for 
so far because he's got Ronaldo and Bruno running at him next week and Pogba, who seems to become an assist machine. I think when you have world-class players around you, it's much easier to get an assist. So, no, I wouldn't keep him. I'd bench him. And Ben Rama, I think Ben Rama will play in the Europa League because he is an excellent player. So, it really just depends what your priority is. I would keep neither. If I had the choice, I I would probably dump Ben Rama this week. But because I only have one free transfer, I don't want to take another hit immediately. So, we'll have to see. Next bad team, Aston Villa. They're... They've made so many signings, but they're still not clicking yet, right? It's, I feel kind of bad for them. But I have faith that they'll get better. Yeah, they've had a tricky start. It's, it's really difficult to say. They, they, they sold their star player in Grealish. They brought in Ings. That they've made some good signings. They have. But as you've just said, it's not, it's not clicking. And I think it will when they get a really good run of fixtures. You know, inevitably, every team has to play Norwich, and that's your three points. That can get the engine started. Or Arsenal, yeah. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. Or they could play another team that's also having a terrible start to the season, Leicester. Leicester usually start very well, and then they tape off very badly at the end of the season. But this season, it's kind of opposite, right? Well, not just they tape off at the end of the season. They literally tape off the last 20 minutes of the last game and lose that top four. So, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting because Rodgers has a lot of experience. I don't think Leicester have had the easiest fixtures, to be honest. It's not, yeah. I, I mean, they just played Manchester City. They only lost 1-0. It's not the end of the world. I do think Leicester will turn a corner. I think Leicester have a good team. They have a good manager. So, looking at the fixtures coming up, I think Leicester will be fine. I don't think, I just don't see them competing for the top four this season because Liverpool have all those amazing players back. Chelsea have recruited. Manchester United have recruited. I, I definitely think they'll they'll do well over the season. But It's just weird to me that they the second half of last season, Ian Nacho emerges like they're arguably their best player, right? And this season, he's come up. He's only come off the bench like once or twice, and he's not not starting games. They're starting Harvey Barnes in every freaking game for no reason. He's playing like trash. Why not give? Why not play the like they played the season last year? Who knows? Yeah, it's just it's just one of those things. Maybe in training, he's just he's not living up to it, or something. Uh, who knows? Anything will happen. I think they'll change things coming up because they've got very good games coming up and I think they will turn around so honestly if I was if I had two free transfers this week I would potentially even go for a Jamie Vardy up front perhaps just because I know these next three, if I if I know that I'm going to wild card in game week seven so why not take a risk now before I wild card and know that nobody else has it yeah I think I think Vardy would be great I wouldn't recommend Barnes from personal experience. <laughs> My punt of the season. Yeah. Don't listen to Leighton. Terrible. But not just Barnes, but someone else with the B who's doing pretty badly too. Burnley. Usually 
always they they always look bad, right? They don't ne- they never play free flowing football, so they always do badly. But they somehow always avoid relegation. That's what they do. So I'm not I'm not worried about them, but I'm also not considering buying them. What about you? I was going to say it's uh, it's not often you have a Burnley player in your fantasy football team unless it's a defender. I have, and until Burnley, do you? I have yeah. Brownhill is my fifth midfielder, four point five. Ah, uh, right, right. He's not in your team. He's he's bench fodder. Yeah, he's and just, yeah. I think oh, you, you made me lose my train of thought. No, but Burnley. Just I don't want any Burnley players in my team. If they have an amazing run of fixtures, sure, I'll get a defender. But that's it. Burnley are just that boring team. Sorry, Burnley fans. Actually, even they know. They're just in the Premier League. They're not even fighting for Europa. They're not they're, bad enough for relegation. They're quite just happy boring. for that, though. They're, like Financially, they do very well every season. They're uh, improving their club infrastructure, all that kind of stuff. So they're doing very well on the financial side. I'm quite proud of them in that sense. But I want them to kind of try and step up now. Like, let's go. Come on. But it, Burnley reminded me of when Stoke City first came up. Yeah. And everyone was saying, wow, this team's doing so well. They're just staying up. They're making it difficult for opposition. But then Stoke had one bad season, went down, and they, they couldn't hack it in the championship. They didn't have any star players. Um, don't you think Burnley's a little bit like if Burnley do go down, I wouldn't be shocked if they never come back. That's the worry, right? Like I was just meant as I was making mm. that comment about I want them to step up. It's kind of exactly what Stoke ended up doing. They had Tony Pulis for God knows how long, like seven years in the Premier League, and then he moved on, and they went for I forgot the guy's name, that Welsh manager, Mark Hughes. Tony Pulis was Welsh. Yeah, Mark, oh, Hughes. Did, did Mark Hughes got a Stoke? Yeah, he did. And then they got relegated. They, they changed oh, yeah, right, where they right, played. Right. They bought some attacking players, and that changed the core of their team, and it didn't work in the end. And they got relegated, and then bad times ever since. So that's the worry with Burnley, I think, is they know what works for them at the moment, so why, why change? It's a very dangerous game to just be floating in the middle of the Premier League because... It's hard to attract many players as well because they just look at it and think, well, why would I go there? I'm not going to win anything. And yeah, I think it's a dangerous game. You should always be looking to build. Definitely. It reminds me of Everton under Moyes. It was maybe, what, 10 years. They said, okay, mediocrity is fine. We'll, We'll just accept that for now. To build the club. And nothing happens. Nothing changes. A similar team who's been trying to get into that upper echelon of clubs in England and who are this week's number one ugly team, Spurs. They were they were terrible mm. on the weekend, right? In my opinion, they were bad overall, even before the red card, but the red just made it so much worse. They got outplayed by Crystal Palace. I like you say Crystal Palace, but obviously I do think the red card had a huge impact on the game. But also, we touched on it earlier. You don't have Son Heung-min playing, but you have Harry Kane. Why are you not getting this guy the ball? What, what are you? Uh, when I watched, I watched a part of the game, and I just thought, why doesn't this team just kick the ball straight towards the goal? What's this going across the field stuff? It was just, and it could be, it could be due to them being down a man. 
but otherwise but you know spurs the first few game weeks were quite good we're all praising the manager he's doing a great job uh they've had one bad game and a red card so it's not too much of a swing no it isn't like they they're playing the but way they had that, a bad week yeah they're, they're playing the way that nuno they had an ugly week please they, <laughs> they yeah. are playing the way that nuno likes to play which is kind of like defensive and then almost mm-hmm. counter-attack wouldn't say all the time but that's the main route really they're not gung-ho the way that spurs used to play but when son does play we still haven't seen son and kane in form in the team yet and I'm, we, they haven't mentioned how long Son is out for, so that's the, one of the main worries, I think. They have a red card in right-back position out now. And next up, they have Chelsea. Um, I don't see it getting any better, personally. Lukaku is about to get a brace. And yeah, with the lack of a right-back, and that means that Timo Werner is going to play on the left against whoever plays at right-back. I think it could be a tough day at the office for them. And of course, the yeah. ugly team once again, Norwich. Your favorite team. And we move on. Defenders and their <laughs> XGI. Um, just to mention the best defenders so far once again, Trent right at the top. Cancelo once again, he got an assist this weekend for the goal, showing that he is worth his uh, attacking points if he does play. Uh, Reese James didn't play this week, but yeah, he is still there. Semedo, the opposite of Marcel, but also there. And Laporte, another City player. So, I mean, you're seeing all the, I would say, the majority of the big clubs players right at the top in defense. And Luke Shaw right at the bottom of that list. Not to say he's the worst, but of the top few players, he is the lowest. But he came back with attack and returns last week, so it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just whether... I think it just makes it easier to sell him in the end. If you look at all the players above him that are cheaper than him, that are, I would say, getting consistent stats and returns than him. He's going to mm. have to do a lot for me not to sell him, basically. I think it's quite an easy decision a couple of game weeks later to go straight to someone like James for Chelsea because they're a similar price. So if you have extra in the bank, and if I if I happen to have that, I would probably look to move on to James because what, what a good player and what a good team at the moment. Yeah, definitely. In terms of the midfielders, though, uh, the Liverpool duo Mane and Salah right at the top there thanks to their exploits against uh, against Leeds. Gallagher from Crystal Palace, third place there, and he's only 5.6 million. And then the Man City trio, Grealish, Mares, Gundogan, your new midfield signing, Traore, he's there, and Torres for me, Jota's in the middle of the pack, and then popular picks as well, Bruno, Mount, Rafinha, Trincao is another Wolves differential at the bottom there. Any of these players that you're considering getting, or are you happy with your midfield at the moment? You've got Saka, so how long is he going to stay there for? Yeah. Uh, well, I originally wanted to take Saka out this week for Rafina or some other, not some other Leeds player, but some other player in a similar price bracket. But my fourth move was Antonio, so I'll probably just hold on to Saka for one more week. 
Uh, but then definitely it's hard to choose between a few of these players. Uh, I think Manchester City are out of my reach now. Um, no, I don't know. I'd have to think about it more. Rafinha is probably your best option. And then maybe, I mean, if you save next yeah. week, then in game week seven, you can maybe get Mount, maybe, when their fixtures swing. Depends on what the budget's looking like. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to look. One of the players who's, I think, really gone under the ra radar this time is Saha. Yeah. For for Crystal Palace, he's a, he's a goal scorer. He always does well. And his price is quite low. 6.9? It bad. is. I think his main drawback is, one, it's his attitude of whether he's kind of wanting to play or not. And at the moment, I think... And he plays for Crystal Palace. It's Crystal Palace. And their fixtures at the moment are not the greatest. But he is their talisman player. I mean, him and Gallo, yeah. I think, at the moment, are easily their best players. Or blast from the past, go to Benteke. <sighs> But now they have their new striker, so we're not we're not sure how long Benteke is going to play. But speaking of forwards, top four goal involvement in forwards, we have the usual suspects so far in the season: Antonio and Calvert Lewin, who are both unavailable this week. Uh, Lukaku, the machine, the expensive machine up front. I couldn't remember, couldn't remember the word for expensive up front. Uh, Jesus, and then we're going to be speaking more shortly about Bamford and then there's Wilson Wood and another person we were speaking about Jimenez and then Ronaldo having played one game he's in the middle of the expected goals probably going to shoot up in the next few weeks are you considering it, um, there's the new forgot to mention the new wolf striker Wang Hee Chan he's on the bottom of this list one game one goal 5.5 million potential wolves differential are you considering any of these players besides the ones you have? Actually, I was considering... It says Huang Hee Chan, but I'm going to assume his real name is Hee Chan Huang. No, no, wait, hold on. Now I'm confusing myself. Okay, let's just go with Huang Hee Chan. But I was really considering Huang Hee Chan because I thought, hey, I should get a Korean player in the team. I live in Korea, represent Korea, and then I didn't. <laughs> uh, but no, I won't, I won't shoehorn him into my team at the moment. He's, he's an unknown. Uh, I'd want to watch him for a little bit more to see if he deserves to get into my fantasy football team. Yeah. Uh, I think the, yeah, go on. I think he's He Chan Wang, right? In Korea. He Chan He oh he's probably He Chan He Chan Wang. But on I know on Chan his <laughs> I know on his on his back it says Wang. So I'm not entirely sure. I'm I'm embarrassed there. If it's Huang He Chan in Korean, do you think it's He Huang Chan or Huang He Chan? So he Huang Chan sounds more right. She's looking at me <laughs> like you I'm can, crazy. You, you can tell us next time. But anyway. Huh? He Chan Huang? She says okay. He Chan Huang. He Chan Huang. Okay. He Chan Huang. I need to look it. It's yeah, I need to, to look it up. When it's in Korean, it's easy to read. But yeah, reading the English version and the way they change the order, it's <laughs> weird. Exactly. We we can read Korean, so it's it's so much more natural to read a Korean name in Korean. When I see it in English, I'm so confused. When I see Son Hung Min, what what do they say in English? Min Son Hung. No. 
Youngmin Song. Oh, that confuses yeah. the Christ on me because it's in, in Korean, it's family name first, so it's Hon Hung Min. So, yeah, I was confused with Hang Hee Chan. So weird. But yeah, uh, the, player so below, the player below him in that list is Dennis, and that's yeah. my, my third striker. So he's yeah. not performing that well, but he is 5.2. He's the cheapest person on this list. If you were me, mm-hmm. would you... Okay, and also knowing that I don't have any Wolves players, but I do have two Leeds players, would yeah. you recommend that I sell Antonio and get Bamford or Jimenez this week? See, now, because I have a Wolves player in my team, I decided this week that I would go from Antonio to Bamford because it's a very similar price bracket. But you already have Rafina in your team, so I would recommend going with a Wolves player. Yeah, I'm the opposite of you, really, because you you have two Wolves players. You've got a player in defence and in midfield, and I have two. Mm -hmm. I have a Leeds player in defence and a Leeds player in midfield. Exactly. So So wouldn't it make more sense instead of tripling up on Leeds to get a Wolves player in with their good fixtures? You know, that's the worry, because I've kind of already, I've already done that with West Ham. I've, I went triple up on the the informed team and it came back to bite me this week. So I'm a bit worried to do that again with Leeds. But in anyone else's team, if it was just a straight... Okay, hang on, let's just get straight into it. Uh, Antonio and DCL replacements. There, there are some stats there. I'll read them out to you. Uh, Bamford versus Jimenez. So far this season, goals. Bamford has one goal, Jimenez zero. Assists, Bamford 1, Jimenez 0. Why? Uh, Jimenez has been unlucky, I would say. Goal involvement, Bamford 2.14, Jimenez 1.7. Shots, Jimenez is 13, whereas Bamford has 11. The minutes per chance is very similar. 31.5 minutes per chance for Bamford and 27.7 for Jimenez. And minutes per chance created... Bamford 174 minutes and Jimenez 30. So, in my opinion, well, when I you think, say it like that, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if overall, if I'm going to go for a player who I know will be an overall player who I can get goals and assists from, I would probably go for yeah. Jimenez. But if I'm going to go for a goal scorer in an attacking setup, probably going to be Leeds, and it's probably going to be Bamford. But if you already have Leeds players in, why not yes. go different and have a Wolves player? Because if Leeds don't score, man, I would I, I would personally, if I've got a Leeds defender, a Leeds midfielder, I don't want to triple up. I mean, even though the fixtures are amazing. Yeah, the Wolves fixtures. fixtures are amazing too. That's the thing. That's why I put them there. It's because they're both very similar. But... And it really, I think it does come down to, it's a subject to decision at this stage. It does depend on who you have. And yeah, for you, it makes sense. You've gone for Bamford for the exact same reason that I'm probably going to go for Jimenez. But my decision is going to have to be, am I going to sell Antonio, who I've got value in? Or am I going to sell my third striker, Dennis, instead? who, Who this week, Dennis plays against Norwich. If it if it's me, I'd probably sell Antonio just because Anto- West Ham's fixtures are going to swing. They're in Europa. 
and I don't think he's going to sustain the form of the first three games. So I would get rid of Antonio, give Dennis a shot against Norwich, because Norwich allow a shot against, well, everyone can have a shot against Norwich. Wolves' fixtures are a little bit nicer than Leeds. Brentford, Southampton and Newcastle against Newcastle, West Ham, Watford in those first few games. Yeah, I think I would go with a wall striker because if after three games he's not really performing, it's quite easy to go back or to sell Dennis or, or whatever you want to do. I per- that's what I personally would do. Well, that's to see. I think it's going to be... I'm going to get him in his. I think that's a guarantee. No, I say that now, but I think my actual plan was something else, which I'll mention at the end. But if, if I were to transfer forward this week, it would be Jimenez. I'd be getting him for sure. But we'll get to my plans later, and I'll ask you which one you prefer. Uh, looking at the game weeks 5 to 11, top of the fixture ticker, we have Leeds with a great run until game week 10. Arsenal, who nobody's talking about, until game week 10 as well. Burnley, Tottenham, Brighton. Norwich have good fixtures, but nobody cares. <laughs> I don't, I should say. Uh, you, although uh, you have Williams, the four million defender in your team, you might be tempted to play him this week. Yeah, he could be a temptation. You can tell us about that a bit later. Uh, Chelsea, tough run in the next two games, but in their current form, they could beat anyone. I, I would hazard, I would dare to say. And Wolves have good games as well. Bottom I definitely the- would say. I would be back in Chelsea against Tottenham. Hmm. For Manchester City, that's difficult. Very tough. But yeah, go on, bottom of the list. Bottom of the list, Man United, not looking good, right? So those with triple it's up. It's not that. Might sell. It's not that. They've got such amazing players. So that's the thing. Can Ronaldo it's... score against West Ham, Aston Villa, Everton, Leicester, Liverpool? Tottenham Man City, he could score against all of them. That's the the real fear here, is that I think a lot of United players, a lot of United fans who are FPL players might keep their United players, just because why wouldn't you? They've bought this Ronaldo, they've bought this Ronaldo, they've bought Ronaldo, and he's going to potentially just lift the entire team, and they're going to turn into this super team like they used to be. That's the fear in me. So then that fixture run makes no sense. It may as well be a sea of blue then because they can beat anyone on that list. Yeah, and if, if you look at the first four games, West Ham, that's a depleted West Ham. Yeah. Coming off a Europa game. Mm-hmm. Is it really a difficult game? Probably not. Aston Villa, terrible form. Everton, Everton are doing good, but it's Everton. And then Leicester, Leicester are not having a great time. Liverpool, of course, Liverpool are amazing. Then Tottenham. Could Ronaldo score in at least five of those? Would it shock you? It wouldn't. Just wouldn't, would it? But yeah, the case would be, is it worth keeping Shaw? Is it worth keeping Greenwood? See, I, I think when it comes to defensive Manchester United players, then there's a question, right? Because if you're asking me, I think they're going to concede against Everton, Liverpool, Man City. And if Son and Kane are firing, they'll concede at that point. 
I think so. So yeah, too. I wouldn't keep a Manchester United defender. Aston Villa have tough fixtures to these next three games, so I don't see it getting any better for them really. Um, no. Crystal Palace have tough fixtures too, but if they at least show that they can perform well against Liverpool, then they could go into the Brighton game g'd up, and they might do very well. And Spurs have a tough run as well the next couple of games. Yeah, Spurs have a really difficult time when you got Son Heung Min out. Oh, it's going to be di- it's going to be difficult. Definitely. I think it's they 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 might be that they get to play Arsenal a couple of games later. Potentially, yeah, they could be a good three points for for them. Depends. Yeah, get your fans. Well, yeah, Arsenal. Arsenal have some. It, on paper, it says it's easy, but they're really struggling to score. They're playing Burnley. Burnley aren't terrible on defence. Then Tottenham. And then I think until Leicester. I think Arsenal might possibly get a good run of form. Aubameyang wouldn't be a terrible shout. He wouldn't be. Like, he's a good differential, I think, for the next couple of weeks if you are willing to buy him. And I think, I mean, I can afford him, I think. Maybe I think I as well, if you, if you, there's no Calvert Lewin, potentially. There's no Antonio. You could go, okay, I'm going to go to Aubameyang. And he, he might score. Mm. He might. But still, it's Arsenal. Exactly. Let's look at the predictions. Uh, I'll go first this week. Uh, Newcastle versus Leeds. Ooh, I'm going to go Leeds. 2-1. I am ugh, it's at home, Newcastle. I'm going to say a 2-2. Wolves-Brentford? Wolves-Brentford. Going to say Wolves. Going to have a nice time. Finally score some goals. 2-0. I'm going to agree on the win. Uh, Wolves 1-0. Burnley, Arsenal, I will say, ooh, that's a tough one. 1-0 one Arsenal. Yeah, I was thinking 1-0 Arsenal as well. That's great Liverpool, for win. Liverpool, Crystal Palace? What do you think? Oh, you know, this is this has had some classic games over the years. Uh, Liverpool, 3-1. That would be annoying. Uh, 2-0 Liverpool. Man City, Southampton, 2-0 Man City. 3-0 Man City. Norwich, Watford? It's going to be boring. 0-0. Norwich finally get a point. Yes. I. If I keep Dennis, it would be a 1-0 to Watford. So I'm going to say that. 1-0 one, one Watford. Pookie goes and scores a, a hat trick. He might. It's one of those games. Yeah. Aston Villa, Everton. I am going to back. Villa have to win eventually, right? Villa. Versus Everton. Nah, it's 1 1. 1 1? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I'm going. I'm going 2 0 Everton. Okay. First of the Sunday kickoffs, Brighton versus Leicester. What do you think? I think Leicester finally have to win. Uh, 1-0, Leicester. 
I want to agree with you, but I also don't think there'll be many goals, so I think it's going to be another draw. I'm not sure what, though. Either 0-0 or 1-1. West Ham, Man United, I am worried for Man U <laughs> for West Ham, I should say. Uh, but I think they won't concede many. I'm going to say 2-1 Man United. I think Man United are finally going to get a clean sheet thanks to West Ham having a red card. Manchester United, Ronaldo, 2-0. Spurs, Chelsea? The main event of the week. Spurs, 4-0. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Quain, uh, Quain could you Quain. imagine? Quain. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, Kane Quain. Quain. It's Quain. No, I think I think Chelsea would be too much for Spurs. They're in amazing form. Uh, two 0 Chelsea. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I will, however, say one 0 Chelsea. Okay, game weeks. Our plans. Me first again. I have one free transfer in the bank. I have 4.1 million in the bank. I can afford a whole nother defender. Um, the choice is, I've mentioned... <laughs> the choice it blows is, my mind. It is. It's, cra it's crazy. Uh, I don't think you play with the same budget. You know, everyone else gets 100 million at the beginning of the season. What did you get? 105? <laughs> this doesn't make sense. How many have how many have Salah and Lukaku and Antonio and a four million in a bank? Does that make sense? Oh, no sound. You're you're quieter. Sorry. Okay. I thank you. I have to get rid of Antonio, but the question is whether I keep him, re re retain his value next week. He has good fixtures, and for the next few games after that. So I'm either going to have to sell Dennis or keep him for the game against Norwich and instead get rid of Simikas, who I think is dropping in price again. So... It's okay because you've got like 400 million. I do, but I can, I can now use some of that 400 million, right? So I, I could easily, and I might just I think the most likely move for me is keeping Antonio for next week and had DCL not been injured, if he was confirmed fit, my, my transfer would have been Dennis to DCL. But now he's injured, so I think I'm probably going to get... It's, the question is whether I think that Wolves will keep a clean sheet or whether I think Jimenez will outscore the Wolves defender. What do you think is more You likely? have a lot of questions that I don't have the answers for, my friend. <laughs> no, I, I, I would go with the Wolves. I would I would get rid of Antonio, give Dennis a shout against Norwich, and go for a Wolves striker. That would be my move. Okay. But if you want to somehow retain the value of a West Ham striker and hope it stays and doesn't fall, I think a lot of people are going to get rid of Antonio. He can drop once this week, but... Like at the oh, moment, is fine. yeah. As long as he doesn't drop like three, which he can't. So, yeah. 
I don't think there's much point getting rid of Simicast now because who who would you bring in? A Wolves defender for four point five. But then you but then you've got the problem you have Antonio. Well, yeah. Antonio won't play this week, so he would be. Yeah, the first that's what I mean. He'd be on the bench. Yeah. Uh, would I go moment. for a Wolves striker or a Wolves defender? Yeah, because I mean, look at my bench at the moment. Uh, Antonio's going to yeah. come off, so my my options are Ailing, who's playing Liverpool. Wait, that's not right, is it? Or no one? No, Ailing played Liverpool last week. Anyway, that's wrong. Uh, Ailing will play Newcastle. Yeah. Ailing plays Newcastle, and I'm not going to play Brownhill, and something else probably no. won't play. Yeah, bench is, is not great. So I might want to improve that, but we'll have to see. Your transfer this week, however, was, you've already made it, you've mentioned it earlier, it was Antonio to Bamford, correct? Yeah, very easy decision to make. Don't want to lose money on Antonio. Bamford is good fixtures coming up. Captaincy. If if I was, uh, oh, captain, it's it's quite difficult at the moment. It's between Salah and Ronaldo again, but Crystal Palace at home. I'm leaning towards Salah to be honest. So probably Saka. <laughs> <laughs> Salah, I pick Salah. Okay, fair. How about you? Who are you going with? My team. I'm on Salah at the moment. Vice captain Lukaku, same as last week. No regrets. Yeah, I'd probably go captain. I'd probably swap it. Vice captain last week was Salah. Maybe go captain Salah and then vice captain West West Ham. Are you tempted to? Okay, so you, at the moment, uh, Calvert Lewin isn't playing this week. He's injured. So your first yeah. move is coming on. So Williams will play. Pro, yeah, I, I'm not going to play Livramento against Manchester City and then he's going to get a goal. Bad idea. And I'm going to play Williams because they're only playing Watford and they're going to lose 6 0. Uh, Alan, you know, Alan came on for me this week and it's a shame that he had no involvement in any of the goals. But I, I'll probably put Williams. I would play Williams too. Yeah, you're not expecting Intense. Alan, who's a defensive midfielder, to do anything. So I think yeah, he's pretty well set up. <laughs> Yeah, I think well, uh, Wolves have nice fixtures. Uh, hopefully Shaw finally gets himself a clean sheet. I think Trent will get a clean sheet. And hopefully Yota finally scores. Saka against Burnley. I'm looking at I'm looking at returns from everybody this week. You have a potentially very a very good team on your hands. I'm worried, going back to my team, I'm worried that... Yeah. I make a transfer for the striker or the defender, but I'm more worried that Ben Rama won't play this week because he didn't play well this weekend. Europa? And he might play in Europa mm. and they'll, they'll play one of the other new signings next weekend against United. So even though he's there, yeah. I would, I can almost see like a one-pointer coming from him already. And the West Ham players can already smell the fear of Moyes returning to Old Trafford. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like my team for this week, especially. I think I'm quite set up. It's just a shame um, Calvert-Lewin isn't... We don't know. He might play. So I I'm going to put Calvert-Lewin in my team and have Williams as the first substitute again because I prefer there's a chance that Calvert-Lewin plays. Yeah, I would leave it as That is going to be mine. 
so I'm leaving exactly as it is. That's my hope. That's kind of why I left Antonio as in my 11 as well, because I wasn't sure if West Ham could appeal the red card or not. I don't think they can, but just in case. So we'll have yeah, to see. I don't, actually, I will say, I don't think those two yellow cards were all deserved for his red card. They were the second yellow was a bit harsh. The first one I would have given. Yeah. It looked the second one looked bad on face value and that's why they went with it. So same with the Leeds unfortunate challenge, which led to a young player having a broken leg. I do agree in that circumstance as a referee, you have to give a red card because it's 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 kind of you have just seen a player have his leg broken. You can't just say, okay, yellow, yellow card. But I think his challenge was quite good. Yeah, I think that's where... Uh, it's a tough one because if you change the circumstances of the game, let's say it's where there's something more uh, high stakes or on the line, like let's say it's a, it's a cup final kind of thing, where you have to go and look at VAR to check whether it's a red card or mm. not. But you, VAR means that you're going to have to go watch a guy get his leg broken three times basically to decide whether it's a red card or yeah. not. and they didn't do that but w- would they do that if it was in a high stakes game different question I think I don't know I, I still think as a referee you have to give a red card I agree if yeah it was definitely a red card broken it's, it's kind of similar in rugby union now if someone gets seriously injured the other player is going to get a red card it's more just this is a precaution type thing. Someone's been really hurt. But yeah, really, they should go to VAR and say, okay, this is an unfortunate leg break, but don't give a red card. But as you just said, they have to watch it multiple times. And when you slow anything down, it can look much worse. Oh, your sound is off. I'm sure in future they'll learn from this and then they'll get better. I think it's unexpected as well. So Good, good, good yeah. refereeing in the end, I think, and it'll get better in future. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't think the Leeds fans were disappointed, and I think the Liverpool fans were obviously unhappy that one of their players has sustained a serious injury. Yeah. But anyway, let's move on to our social medias. Good episode this week. Time has flown by, surprisingly. It's been nice to speak to you. But our social medias, if you want to follow us on twitter or instagram you can follow us at fan challenged if you want to watch these videos go to youtube fantasy challenged and if you want to listen to the podcast only your faces please listen to us on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to your podcasting for you almost broke me there almost laughed (laughs) but i didn't and on that note uh Champions League is starting this week. Europa League is starting this week. Lots more football. Very excited. Hopefully no injuries to our players. Are you keen? Keen on injuries to my players or keen on the Champions League? The latter. I'll be completely honest. Uh, I'm not that bothered by the Champions League. At the moment, the early stages of the games don't interest me. I'm a neutral. I'm not invested in anyone like Chelsea, Manchester United, 
Mm. Uh, Arsenal. Wait, what am I saying? Arsenal are in the Champions League season. So, yeah, I'm not interested in the first. So I'll just have a couple of days relaxing away from football. Going to just play Nintendo and Zelda Skyward Sword instead. Fair enough. In that case... Who are Chelsea playing? Hold on. Uh, my word, I don't even know. Honestly, that's how much I yeah. usually care about the group stages. Yeah, I genuinely don't know any... I know PSG have got Manchester City, haven't they? The thing is, I don't mind because Chelsea are such a big squad that we're just going to rotate yeah. our team entirely. And that's gonna but be for West Ham and Europa... Oh, we're playing Zenit in St. Petersburg at home tonight. Oh, tough game. Today? Yeah. Oh. yeah. And Man United are playing against Young Boys in about half an hour. Well, good luck to Manchester United. I think they'll need it. They do. And Ronaldo's playing... Oh, they're playing a very strong team. Wow. Ronaldo, Pogba, Bruno, Sancho, Fred, Luke Shaw, Maguire. Yeah, it's basically their first 11. Wow. We'll Go out there and smash it. Ooh. It's Ronaldo. He always starts. <laughs> it's Ronaldo. How many goals has Ronaldo scored in the Champions League? It's really ridiculous, isn't it? So many. That's why he's starting. Exactly. He's probably said to Ollie, let's be real. Ollie is no longer the coach. Ronaldo makes the choices. He <laughs> says, Ollie, I'm playing. So, the only person besides Ronaldo is playing is Ronaldo. See, Pogba, I remember Pogba a couple of years ago. He thought, I am the player. I'm going to dictate the turn. And it didn't work. But it works for Ronaldo because it's Ronaldo. Absolutely. I can't. I wouldn't even say no to Ronaldo. Like, with his current form and pedigree that he has, I wouldn't say no to him. I, d- I didn't think you were talking about football then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ronaldo walks in, he's like, hey, Jalen. Hi, Cristiano. How's it going? Yes. Would you like some coffee? Sure. Let's go. <laughs> Why are you in South Africa? Did you get lost? You can go wherever he wants to. He scores when he wants, right? <laughs> well, he would with you. He, he would score against any defense. And <laughs> That's true. Hopefully, if he's your captain this week, he does well for you. I'm hoping that he doesn't because I don't have him. So good luck to you for this game week. Good luck to everyone else this game week. And we will see you next week. Goodbye, everyone. Cheers, Leighton. Cheers, John. Bye. Bye.